all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. All right. Real talk. Real talk. Coming to the conclusion. Conclusion two. I'm going to end it with this. Jesus was not talking to us. When you pick up the Bible and you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which the majority of uh, the churches, traditional and denominational and non-denominational churches read majority of their stuff out of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm not saying they don't read other books, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and a lot of the Old Testament, more than Paul's books, the majority of the churches. A lot of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and a lot of the Old Testaments, and they hit Peter here, and they hit James, or whatever like that, in the book of Revelation. And the prophet, uh, prophet books and stuff like that, Isaiah, Ezekiel, stuff like that. Majority of the churches read every other book but the book that we're supposed to be in. Let me say this again. The majority of the church read every other book. There's nothing wrong with that. We need to. We need to read that for us, but we need to get more into the books that's to us. And that's the 13 letters of the Apostle Paul. But the majority of religiosity and Christendom and the body of Christ churches read the Bible, read the books that's for us more than about more than the books that's to us, written to us, there's a big difference. And the books that's written to us are the 13 letters of Paul, Romans through Philemon. That's the big confusion in the church today. See, I, I, I often say that many people don't like reading a lot. I'm not saying they don't read it, but Paul's books is not real sexy and they don't have a lot of signs and wonders and extravagant, you know, it's, it's mostly uh, generally taught in an applicable way of the way you should we, how you should walk and different things like that and showing who Jesus was his oneness, not these fancy stories with signs and wonders and miracles and stuff like that, so I, I, I look at it in that way, a lot of people don't it's not exciting when you're trying to talk to a person. You like to witness to a person, tell about the signs and wonders that Jesus healed and done different things like that. That is okay. That's good. But you must understand that was for Israel. Jesus does not do that today. What Jesus done then for the Jews under a covenant, a covenant, a covenant under Israel requires signs and wonders and miracles and stuff like that. God done signs, wonders and miracles through Israel's program because that's how he communicated through them to prove that who he was. And then later on, Jesus done the same thing. There was no written book like we have today. There was no finished book like we have today. So God spoke through the prophets. He used a lot of prophets to speak his word. 
That's why they got written down later on down the line and became this thing that you know as the Bible. See, later on down the line for us. You, you understand what I'm saying? So in order for God to get his word out to Israel, he had to speak through men miraculously, which is called prophesy, prophecy. He had to foretell what was going to happen in the future and what they must do and everything. That's the only way they got those messages in those ancient of days. So God had to use a lot of signs and wonders and miracles then. He don't have to do that today. We are more advanced. We have the technology. We have the full word of God. Let me just put it that way. We have it all written down. He don't have to do signs and wonders through us. We was never under the covenant. We was never, it was never for, uh, for the Gentiles to have signs and wonders. I'm not talking about the transitions, you know, and early acts and stuff like that. All those things cease for a reason because it's going into another ministration that does not require signs and wonders and miracles. But the problem is today, because of Satan confused the church, most denominations, not most, okay, let me stop there, but Pentecostal and Charismatic, let me put it that way. I got to have to say most, I need to check that. A lot of Charismatic, not as much as they used to, and Pentecostals, believe that those signs and wonders and miracles and stuff like that is for them today. Many believe that they are replacement Israel. They understand that those things happen through Israel, but they think we are spiritual Israel. They, that's why they call themselves the New Testament church. They don't understand the New Testament, New Old Testament, or the New Covenant, Old Covenant is also Israel. You, you understand what I'm saying? That's why when we grew up in the Pentecostal church, it was a lot of emphasis on speaking in tongues and signs and wonders and miracles, even though a lot of that was fake and we didn't see no real miracles. We didn't see no real speaking in tongues, but I'm going to be honest with you. We, I believe we see some demonic stuff because Satan comes as an angel of light. He give you what you want. See, there's never been no real signs and wonders in no church today. Never. It was camouflage and there was false signs and miracles and stuff like that, but it was a lot of de demonic. I'm not saying a lot of manifestations that didn't happen in places, but remember, Satan can do the same thing. Remember Janice and Jambres? When Moses threw his rod down and turned into a serpent, Janice and Jambres, Jambres through black magic was able to do the same thing. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not saying the darkness does not know to perform certain kind of false miracles and illusions. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a lot of, there is demonic power and stuff that's out there that can manifest itself like it's the movement of God. Even speaking in tongues. People have a gift of evil speaking. It's not tongues. Because tongues is just another language. Well, they have been told, it's called glossolalia. They use certain gibberish now. But if you go around the different nations in India, even somewhere in Asian nations, it's called a Kundalini spirit. They do the same manifestations. They have that same spirit speaking in crazy, unknown gibberish and demonic language. My point is, it's amazing how you might have believers look at other nations and talk about how they worship and they make crazy sounds and their eyes go over their head and they talk about this demonic. But you go to that Pentecostal church and they look exactly the same as those nations over there because it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit. I see people talking or whatever and they had eyes going behind their head and but they said it's the Holy Spirit. 
No, it's a spirit. It's an evil spirit. It's called the Kudalini. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to conclude is when you put yourself under the kingdom program, even though you can, but I'm just using this as a generality. If you put yourself under the kingdom program, you're putting yourself back under the law. You're putting yourself back under the law. And you're adding things even to the law, just like the Pharisees and the leaders did. Jesus talked about man-made traditions. He made the law perfect. He explained what the law really was and what you must do when he came on earth. The Pharisees hated that. Why? Because it he, took, he, he took all the pork out. Politicians call it pork, a lot of junk out of the te old te out, of, out of the law and taught them perfectly what the law really means and what it says. That's why I told them, do what they say, but don't do as they do. They might be talking about the law, but their actions is contrary to what they're saying. You understand what I'm saying? So Jesus perfected the law. He didn't take away the law. He didn't come and abolish to abolish the law from Israel. He just came to perfect it, take all that pork and man-made tradition off. That's the same today. There's a lot of man-made tradition added with kingdom and then added with grace. It's so much confusion. You're teaching them law. A lot of churches, you're teaching them tradition, man-made traditions, and you're mixing it up with Paul's teaching, grace. You're saying you live by faith. You know, we don't. We can only believe in Jesus by faith, but you're telling them to do this. You know, people are confused, especially the unsaved, because of the confusion of the church. People, just like Israel did, what God told the Jews. I think that's the book of Romans, I believe. He told the Jews, the Gentiles don't believe him because the way they act. I'm just paraphrasing now. That's why they don't trust God. The same today, the, a, a lot of people in the world don't trust God and go to church because of the way Christians act. They don't see those things Christians preach happening there all lives. They see uh, some ministers, Christians with the worst and stankiest attitudes, living in sin just like everybody else. See, you see what I'm saying? So when you put yourself under that kingdom program, you first of all, you're putting yourself under the law. When the Bible, Word of God, what Paul teaches, Jesus teaches through Paul, through the mystery, we walk by faith, not by sight. You must take that literally. We don't add no pork to that. Stop adding pork. The requirement for salvation today is believing what Jesus did, not who he was. Many believed who Jesus was. Many. You got a lot of Jews in Judaism believed who Jesus was. They just don't believe he's their Messiah. They just don't believe he's their, he was their promised king. So they're still looking for him. They think he's a failure. They think he's a false teacher. The ones in Israel now, that the Israel today is a pagan Israel. The Israel today is anti-Christ. The Israel today in Tel Aviv, and I just heard this and I didn't notice, in Tel Aviv have the most largest gay and lesbian community in the world. The Israel today is killing innocent kids, bombing innocent kids. The Israel today. And many people talking about we need to keep praying for Israel and forget about the other nations that are suffering. What about all those Christians and believers suffering in Nigeria and China and all those other places? What about them? How come nobody's sending them aid? 
I don't hear nothing about it. But Israel finna get 13 billion. This worldly, secular Israel. That's not God's favorite today. Because they got the name Israel and they got the name Israel doesn't mean they God's. This is the Israel God is talking about. The future Israel with the blinders off, those are the favorite. You are confused. You got the two dispensations mixed up. These are not the Israels we need to be putting more focus on. It's the ones in the future. When God talks about Israel, when you helped Israel, you helped me. He's talking about the tribulation period. Israelites, the little flock. Not the Israel of today. You follow what I'm saying? Because they're anti-Christ. Majority of them is anti-Christ. So when you're anti-Christ, you what? You're anti-God. I don't care how much you say you believe in the five books of the Bible, the Jewish Bible. When you don't believe in the Son of God that came, you don't believe God because Jesus is God. They are one. And they don't believe in the triune and otherness. So I don't know how I jumped on that, but my point is, you must understand. Don't be scared of dispensations. If you don't like the name, it's just administration. You ain't sending because you don't say dispensation. It's okay to say administration. I know they get wore out. I hate hearing it all the time, you know, all of that. But that's just the King James where uh, if your Bible translates says administration, that's the correct. That's what dispensation means, administration or management or stewardship. Okay. My point is. Believing who Jesus was, it's good to know who he was, but you cannot get saved believing who he was. It's important to know who he was, but you cannot get saved on who he was. The beautiful part about it, you can get saved without knowing nothing about it, but just believe what he done for you. You understand what I'm saying? You believe that and catch up on the other things about his earthly ministry later. You believe what he did, his death, burial, resurrection, and explain to that through the books of Paul. You can be saved when you believe it and receive it. Okay? God bless you all. I'm an in debt. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Love you all. Peace out. And remember this. You don't have to be saved first to be forgiven. You have already been forgiven. The world has already been forgiven. But they're not saved. But they have a chance to be saved now since their sins have been forgiven. God bless you all. Peace out. Bye-bye.
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. Henson Shaving.com slash holiday.